Hello and welcome to Plotress. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're talking about The Rogue Not Taken by Sarah McLean. This is the first book in her Scandal and Scoundrel series and it was put out in 2015. Yeah, so pretty recent. Yes. Uh, so this is a pretty recent book and this I guess this is the one that comes immediately following the Rules of Scoundrel series that we just talked about. Correct. So I guess we're just going through, we're just going to do Sarah McLean's whole canon today. Well, not today, but this month. Apparently. I mean, at least five of them, so. Yeah. I hope you guys aren't sick of her, but. We're not. Yeah. So as usual, we're going to start with the book jacket. Lady Sophie's Society Splash. When Sophie, the least interesting of the Talbot sisters, lands her philandering brother-in-law backside first in a goldfish pond in front of all society, she becomes the target of a very public aristocratic scorn. Her only choice is to flee London, vowing to start a new life far from the aristocracy. Unfortunately, the carriage in which she stows away isn't saving her from ruin. It's filled with it. Rogue's reign of ravishment. Kingscut, King, the Marquis of Eversley, has never met a woman he couldn't charm, resulting in a reputation far worse than the truth, a general sense that he's more pretty-faced than proper gentlemen, and an irate summons home to the Scottish border. When King discovers stowaway Sophie, however, the journey becomes anything but boring. War or more? He thinks she's trying to trick him into marriage. She wouldn't have him if he were the last man on earth. But carriages bring close quarters, dark secrets, and unbearable temptation, making opposites altogether too attractive. Okay. I mean, this this is what happens in the book. So yeah. in that sense, the book jacket is accurate. It... I mean, I think this just gets a little too much into the whole review, but yeah. I didn't buy the two of them. No, I, I didn't either. Really at all, and so it makes it hard to comment on the book jacket because the premise was fun. Yeah, super fun. I loved the beginning. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I loved the her pushing her brother-in-law into the fish pond. I loved the runaway. Mm -hmm. I loved everything up until probably the first scene at the end. Mm. And, like, the situations were fun. Yeah. But I just never quite bought their chemistry or yeah. why they were interested in each other beyond the proximity. Yeah. So we'll, I guess we'll talk about that. I mean, we're, we, this is what we talk about, obviously. Um, but let's do our randomly generated number summary. Okay. The number we generated this week was three. So pretty easy. Here is mine. Scandalous stowaway shot. Accurate. Accurate. Mine is carriages without sex. Yeah, so you you know, Lane and I love us a little carriage sex if we're reading a ro uh, historical romance. They were in carriages like over half this book. They were in a carriage and they had sex once in the carriage. And it wasn't, it, I mean, it was sex. Yeah, it was just a lot of discussion of carriages and I'm yeah. not interested in carriages for the carriage. Yeah, I mean, they were in a carriage, talking about a carriage. It was like carriage inception, carriage inception. And I want, the thing with carriages and why carriage sex is so great is it's the idea that in that sort of proximity, touching each other is just inevitable. Right. Like the chemistry is so sizzling. They are so into each other that there is no way they could sit in a carriage for hours and hours and hours and not just give in. 
And the thing is, these people don't give in. No. Well, and and the, that is my problem. And the thing is, too, the, the reason their interlude in the carriage happens is because he wants to get her mind off of something else. It's like distraction carriage sex. Right. It's, it's not them giving in to the heat of the moment every yeah. time they're that close together. Yeah. I find it... I mean, basically, I don't believe that they're into each other unless they are constantly on the verge of ripping each other's clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> and these two, it's, it is enemies to lovers, but you, like, really believe they're enemies. And you don't really believe they're lovers. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Oh, okay, so this is probably the first Sarah McLean book where I just really did not like the relationship between the two of them. Yeah, there are other ones where I've not been into the trope, mm -hmm. but I fundamentally like the two scenes of the main characters talking to each other. Yeah. Like, even if the wider situation, like, squicks me out a little, I'm always really in it for the conversations yeah. and the interactions. And this one, I, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. So, uh, so the tropes, we, we have carriage trope. Yeah. Right? But then we've also got tragic backstory that involves carriages. Yes. Um... We have carriage accidents. Yes. And more than one. Uh, we have, oh, the man who just can't fall in love or it, say I love you. Interesting twist on this, though, because he can't He fall doesn't in want love. to fall in love. He does offer his services to women who do. Well, yeah, who are in love already. Yeah, right. Someone so else. He does what he can to support the concept of love for other people. Yeah. Well, because he has felt love for him. He's one of those people who fell in love in the past and now knows how awful it is to lose that love and so refused to ever love again. But was that love what it seemed? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> At the end of this book. Um, so many fights after sex. Yeah. This is definitely like battle couple. They fight all the time. They fight before sex. And after sex. And I think we should probably, prep, like, that's just not our thing. So no. if that's your thing, you might really like this one. I was just bored of all the fighting. Yeah, we're, we're, neither of us really are into it. You know, a fight now and then, like, happens, but, like, every, all the time, you know. It's like they're reluctant to have sex. Mm -hmm. It's weird. We have hurt comfort. Yes. We've got the only one room in the inn. Yup. We've got forced to pretend that they're married. Yes. And the thing is, these are things that normally I love. I like love it when they're traveling and they have to pretend to be married and there's only one room at the inn and I better stay with you because they'll think you're a loose woman because your servant isn't here. Like I would have loved it. And the way it plays out here, ugh, I didn't like it. They're really good at keeping their hands off of each other. Like really good at it, and you know? I, that's just not what I'm looking for mm -mm. in a romance novel. I want them to be really bad at that. Mm -hmm. He also, um, like, threatens her a lot. A lot. He's Look, he is mm -hmm. just... I have this under offensiveness. This is what I, I couldn't handle about this book. He's just mean to her. He's mean to her all the time. Yeah, it, it prevented me from getting into it because I wanted to be her friend going, girl, you can do better. Yeah. I don't care how hot he is. Yeah, he and she, he, this was really like, oh, I'm the only one who understands him. And I'm like, no, he's just mean to you. He's just mean. And there's just not enough there showing a generous spirit to contradict the behavior I'm seeing on the page. Exactly. It's not like he is saying things, but say, so it's not like 
actions speak louder than words. It's not like he's being really, really nice to her, and she's like, oh, he's just gruff. This is his gruff exterior. No, his exterior and his actions and his words all match up. Right. Like, he does mean things. He says mean things. He says mean things about her to other people. He believes mean things about her. And she's kind of great. I really like her. From the minute she shoves her brother-in-law into a pond, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to root for her. Yeah. I wanted to watch her stand up for herself. Yeah. But I didn't want her to have to stand up for herself because he sucked that much. Yeah, he, yeah. I, I, you can probably tell from what we're saying that we did not like uh, King. Yeah. We didn't like King very much. I think that was the weakness of the book for me. Yeah. The situations were fun. I thought she was so fun. Yeah. Sophie was a hoot. Yeah. And she just was like stuck with this lame dude. Yeah. Yeah. And the, oh yeah. And then we've got like th- my least favorite trope of all, which is the, I'll show, he's estranged from his father and the way he's going to show his father what's for is he's not going to have kids. So the family line will end with him. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm just like, that's, your father is already going to be dead by that point. So like, who cares? You know what I mean? And it's not like some of the other ones we've read where, like, the father actually killed the grandchildren, so there was no danger. <laughs> right. Or, like... <laughs> sorry, that, I mean, there was a true estrangement there. <laughs> like, that one I could be like, I'm not going to have another kid you can murder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> There's no real reason here. And the other no. thing is, of course, the conflict with the father in this case is just a... It's not as bad as it seems. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes it that much harder. Yeah. I think to buy him as a good person. Well, I liked the father so much more than I liked King. Yeah. You know? Ugh. I did, guys, I didn't like, I just didn't like King. Just but didn't like him. she was great. Her so family was great. was great. Family was great. So they're called the Scandalous S's because all of the, they're all girls. They're like four, four or five, four or five girls. And their names all start with S. And some of them are like names that normally start with S, like Sophie or Serafina. But some of them are not, like Celeste. Um, I don't know. I just, it was definitely, so this is um, like a working class family that has been elevated to the peerage. Nouveau riche. So I really enjoyed, like, it was very much like redneck names. You know what I mean? Yes. And then all of a sudden they have to mingle with, like, high society. So I, I kind of enjoyed that part. And the family is very close and very fun. I will say I can almost bet that one of the future books in this series is about the brother-in-law that gets thrown in the pond, and I don't know that I'm looking forward to that one. It is. It is. It's called The Day of the Duchess. I haven't read it. I haven't read it. But we'll let you know. I'm sure we'll get to it. I'm sh- eventually. You know, I think I might be reaching um, saturation point with Sarah McLean just just for right now. Like I, <laughs> I will come back. Oh, absolutely. But I just. I think the trend I'm seeing in this series so far is I just end up liking the girls so much more than the dude. Like, I yeah. want this family of sisters whose names start with S to, like, run off and form a commune. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The writing in general is, is fine. Like, I didn't have a problem. I mean, I like her. Um, I will say there was, there was this really weird sentence that I was super confused about. Mm-hmm. So I will read it to you. This comes after he has said that she's beautiful. So he's, he says, like, you're beautiful. Sophie inhaled at the words. It was amazing how easy it was to believe them when it was so difficult to believe them when he spoke them about her. 
I was like, I would like was literally going through. I was like, what are these? This, this is the same pronoun them. Like, <laughs> what is this? I don't know what that means. Uh, they they should have. And again, good editor should have caught this. Like, I get it. You're writing a book. You're gonna write some weird sentences in there. You know what I mean? Like, I write a, a three paragraph email, and I've got to reread it because I write some weird stuff. You know. And here, it would have been very easy to switch the sense. It was amazing how easy it was to believe to believe it when he said she was beautiful, when it was so difficult to believe it when he said Sophie was beautiful. You know? Like, it just needed something else. It was tough. Real confusing. And then something I've noticed, and, and Lane hasn't noticed this yet, but I think she's, we're going to continue reading Sarah McLean, but something I've noticed that she does is she'll kind of start it off um, not the book, but sometimes like a chapter by saying, if only such and such hadn't happened, then maybe everything would have been different. So like this book starts off this way, like maybe if she hadn't gone to this party, everything would be different. And like the thing, like, okay, that's, that's true. Like this is, it's like a sliding doors, you know, that movie sliding yes. doors kind of thing. Like, like, yeah, you know, if you didn't catch the Metro that day, probably everything would have been different, but also it like doesn't the, do much to build tension. Yeah, and the whole point of the book is like that they are going to end up together. So like do you want things to have been different? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's we'll see. I haven't noticed it with her yeah. yet, but I'm sure I'll pick up on it going forward now that Meg has mentioned it. Okay. Let's see. What else have we got here? Oh yeah, it's very like Beauty and the Beast. He yeah. takes her to see his library and it's very much like she walks in and she's like, "Oh, because of course she loves to read." Duh. <laughs> She loves to read. And he takes her to the library, and he's basically like, this could all be yours. And she's like, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> and this is, of course, at his, like, father's estate off yeah. in the country, like, mm -hmm. hidden away with mm -hmm. this massive library. Yeah. And that was pretty good. I mean, I'd, I'm a sucker for a library. Yeah. I could, I could see that working. Yeah. Okay. So I, we talked about the offensiveness. I mean, there's, uh, there's not any, like, sexual assault. Um, there is, so there's a reference to a woman who's like escaping an abusive man, um, but that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, and of course Sophie rescues her, which is again, like we love Sophie, like Sophie, we love you girl, find a better Marquis. Right. You know? Girl, look at your life, look at your choices. <laughs> exactly. Come on. Come you on, Sophie. So much money. She, yeah, she has so much money. She's beautiful. Her sister's the duchess. Yeah. Like, you can do you better. Can do uh, so he's mean. Okay, that's, that was, that's the offensiveness part of this book. His, he's mean. I mean, the, what is offensive about this book? King, the hero. Yeah. Okay, sexiness. There's a lot of sex in this book, but I don't find it very sexy. I think because I don't like him. Yeah. They, they either have sex to get over a fight, or they have a fight after they have sex. Or both. Sometimes at the same time. They, yeah. I don't think they fight, like, during sex. There's not, like, rough... No. Fight sex. The, the sex is the pause between the fighting. Right, right. right. They're fighting. The storm. They're fighting. They don't make up or anything, but they have sex, and then they continue fighting. I yeah. will say that... So the sex that did happen in the carriage was hot. Sure. I mean, Sarah McLean writes sex well. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of like what is happening being sexy or not or if it's happening enough. It's literally just I don't want to think about that dude having sex with me. Yeah, yeah. Can I m just mention one thing that there there's a labyrinth and there's a minotaur at the center of this labyrinth? 
Is that a trope at this point? I feel like maybe we should add this to like tropes. Because, uh, and the thing is, okay, look. Yeah, there there are labyrinths, and I'm sure there are lots of like statues of minotaurs at the center of them because it's a myth. So like, why not? But also, they are. I think what the trope is is they're they're a metaphor for something. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, some sort of gr- ancient Greek something or other as a stand-in oh, for. We, okay, that so that because if be we a, can go that general, mm-hmm. I can think of several. Mm-hmm. That's true. So overall, I. If you really like Sarah McLean, she, more than any of the other authors, I feel like, definitely builds a world. Mm-hmm. Like, characters from three series ago show up in passing. and So, if it's, I wouldn't necessarily th- say it's bad enough that you have to skip it. Yeah, I wouldn't say skip it. But I, I, I think... This isn't you, where I'd start. Yeah, and I don't... You probably won't enjoy this quite as much as most of her other books. If you don't like battle couples. Like, yeah. Usually, what I like about Sarah McLean is... Our books are so fun. Yeah. And, like, I like the premises. And she writes really badass women. Yeah. And I just feel like... Yeah, I cannot... That's the thing. I cannot say about this book, oh, it was really fun. Like, I just can't say that. Right. Because it, it wasn't. It, it was just so... He was just mean. He was just too mean. Yeah, he's a jerk face. So, if you're into that... If you're into jerk faces, like, I know some people are. Like, a lot of people marry them, so... Correct. You know? So, if that... If, like, you are the girl who brings out the little bit of softness... If you love Doctor House, yeah, you'll probably really really enjoy this. this. So I I didn't like House. He's so mean. I don't know. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for listening. (laughs) This was Meg and Lane. We were talking about the Rogue Not Taken by Sarah McLean. And as always, if you could please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be talking to you soon. Thanks for listening.